Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. It's such an honor to be able to talk to you right now. It's been a month since we had our last episode here at the Color and Chaos Podcast. So it's been a month. And so no matter what you have going on in your life right now, whether you are going through the best of times or the worst of times, my heart in this podcast is for you to know that you are not alone that we are in this together, that no matter what you are going through, that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that has a plan and purpose for your life and my life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. We have a God that can produce a color out of the very same chaos that so often can overwhelm and overcome us. So here, let's pray before we jump into today's episode. Lord God, just thank you so much for this opportunity. I do not take it lightly. Lord, I thank you for this ability to be able to speak, to be able to have this podcast here today. Lord, I pray for those that are watching or listening to this episode right now, Lord, that you will meet them in a real and relevant way within their lives. Lord, help them see you to know you more clearly, more than ever before. Lord, I pray that if there's anything said in today's episode that is a repeat of something that has already been said or something they've already heard, Lord, that it will be just a new, fresh wind within our hearts for us to be able to truly hear your word and let it produce a lasting fruit within us. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful even when we're faithless. Lord, that you love us with a passion and a zeal, that you gave your life in order for us to be able to know you and to be known by you. So we need you, we look to you, and just use this episode in whatever way that you see fit, but may it not return void. And we need you, Lord. It's in your name we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I can't lie, it's been pretty crazy not being able to do this podcast for about a month now, but within this time that we've had since the last episode, personally within my life, I've had a lot of time in these last few weeks to be able to really just reflect on all the Lord has done in my life. I couldn't help but feel a burden through these weeks that we've been away and feel just specifically a burden for those who are struggling to see the Lord's faithfulness, struggling to see where the Lord has been in their life. Maybe you've been going through something recently or you're going through something right now that you are just saying, God, where are you? What are you doing? (laughs) Are you even there? Do you even care? I recently had an opportunity to kayak on Lake Huron, one of the great lakes here in Michigan, And this last week, I was kayaking with a friend. It was right after a bad thunderstorm. Before we even got in the water, you can see that there were some dark clouds kind of off in the distance. But where we were at, there was sun shining through. And we knew that there was a high chance of rain at the end of the day. If we're going to do it, this is the time to do it. And so we got on the lake and both myself and the person that was kayaking with me, we developed this plan that if we see within the dark clouds that are in front of us and kind of around us at this point, if we start to see thunder, then (laughs) of course we need to get out of the water as soon as possible and make way to the landfall, 
regardless of whatever plans that we had made, regardless of whatever we wanted to do, our intentions, that we needed to find refuge. We needed to flee from the danger of being in the water in the middle of a lightning or a thunderstorm. Even though we had this plan, thankfully we didn't have to follow through with the plan. Even though there was darkness and dark clouds all around us. But in life we go through things that we could have never expected. There are chaoses, there are hardships, heartbreaks, hurts, pains, difficulties. There's brokenness that will find us regardless of where you're at, what you're going through, or what you're doing. We have the best of intentions, we can have the best of plans, but at the end of the day, if there's a chaos that finds us, sometimes those plans need to be thwarted in order for us to be able to find refuge and make it through the storm and to make it to the next day. There's a passage that recently has been hitting my heart in a powerful way within this month that I've been wanting to share with you for weeks now, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to finally be able to share it with you. And this scripture comes from Isaiah chapter 5. And so even though Isaiah is speaking to the Jewish people, what he says about God applies to you and me. We are all children of God, and we have all been given an opportunity to become a part of his family through Jesus. And I pray that what we talk about today will be able to wash over you no matter what dark skies, no matter what lightning or thunder that you have going on, the chaos in your life. Regardless, if you have a clear and open sky today as you are watching or listening to this, or you are going through the midst of plan B, C, and D, and you are booking it out of that water as fast as you can, trying to find a refuge to make it through the day, I pray that this song found in Isaiah chapter 5 will reach your heart. This is what Isaiah says. Now I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a rich and fertile hill. He plowed the land, cleared its stones, and planted it with the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved a wine press and nearby rocks. Then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. Throughout the Old Testament, we see a story of our Creator creating us, our rebellion towards Him, and God's pursuit after our hearts. We see that throughout the whole Old Testament. And we see in the first five books of the Bible, we see how God specifically had favor within a man named Abraham. And Abraham was the father of what is known as the Jews. The Jewish people find their roots back to Abraham. And God told Abraham, he said, look, I will give you a descendants as numerous as the stars, and I will be with you. The Bible says that Abraham had a faith that God would do what it is that God has said that he would do. And within the whole Old Testament of the Bible, you see God pursuing after the Jews, pursuing after those who he called to be his people and saying that no matter what stands up against you, no matter what goes on around you, I will protect you. I will be your God. And while the other nations around you have kings, I will be your king and I will take care of you and provide for you. We see God doing crazy, miraculous things in order to prove to the Jewish people that he was their God, not only just to the Jews, but also to the surrounding kingdoms all around the Jewish people. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 1, we see the queen of Sheba and Solomon gave her a tour of all of his kingdom and all that the Lord has done and 
how the Lord has blessed him and his people. Even though we see how God has blessed his people, we see over and over and over how his own people failed to worship him and him alone. But instead, every single time that God would bless them, they would take the blessing and worship the blessing instead of the person who gave the blessing. They would worship the creation and not the creator. So you see this struggle through the whole Old Testament of the heart of us, the heart of man, constantly being led astray by the things of this world and the blessings and the favor. And instead of giving our hearts over to the one who gave everything to us, we see a hostility and a hardness that existed all the way back from Genesis chapter three, from the fall of man in the garden of Eden. So we see this cycle continuing, continuing, continuing. And so here in Isaiah, we see that Isaiah is speaking to the Jewish people, the very same people that God has shown miracles and just given abundant favor and blessing to. We see how God through Isaiah is speaking to the Jewish people and reminding them we have a God who cultivated the land that did the hard work in order for there to be life, in order for there to be prosperity. And you see within chapter five, he starts off with talking about the vineyard of God, which specifically in this passage would be the Jewish people. In verse one, God gave them fertile land a land that would not produce hardship for them. And so within this vineyard that Isaiah is trying to get them to see, talks about the soil being fertile. He goes on to verse two to even say how God himself has taken personal ownership over his people. In verse two, he plowed the land, cleared its stones. And it goes on to say that within the soil that God gave them, he planted vines, the best vines. In the middle, he built a watchtower and carved a wine press in the nearby rocks. You start to see that part of the plan of our God within the soil that he produced for us was in order for us to produce a fruit that gave rise to grapes that was pleasing to him. And he goes on to say, then he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. Regardless of God's intervention within the Jewish people, we see how us, the hardness of our hearts as people, was hardened towards God. And that no matter what God would do, we wouldn't see the faithfulness of God. We wouldn't allow the faithfulness of God to produce an obedience and a reverence and a worship and an awe and surrender within our hearts. But instead, we hardened ourselves and we took all of the blessings of the God who created the vineyard. We, we took in vain the watchtower. We took in vain his personal, intimate involvement within his people by delivering them and giving them a land that they did not deserve and giving them blessings that they did not earn. And we see that constantly our hearts are hardened towards the giver of all good things. And then he goes on to say in verse four, what more could I have done for my vineyard than I have not already done? I had an opportunity recently to be able to go through a process called ordination. And ordination is a process for those that feel that the Lord has called them to ministry to validate whether or not they can see God's calling within the individual's life that is going through that process of ordination. And recently I had an opportunity to go through this process. It was such a surreal process because I, I, I was in this room 
with pastors that have been in my life that I've worked for, many of them that have been mentors from different seasons of my life, from the time before I was a follower of Christ to when I first became a follower of Christ, all the way down to when I moved away from my hometown and got involved with other churches or different churches I was on staff for before moving up here to Michigan. I'm originally from South Carolina. And so within this room up here in Michigan, I had pastors and mentors from all walks of life, from all different seasons of my life present within the same room. And what was so surreal to me is to hear them speak about the Lord's faithfulness within my life through many different seasons. Now, for the most part, everybody in this room didn't know one another, but the common thread between them all in the room was was me. And so I'm sitting there and they're talking about different seasons of my life that I remember so well. Some seasons were very, very good and some seasons were just very, very hard and painful. And I was just listening to these different people sharing from their perspective of what they observed in me within those seasons. And what blew my mind was the faithfulness of God. Many things that the people in that room were talking about were seasons, like I said, that were very, very, very painful. And within those moments, I remember within those seasons of feeling that, God, I feel so alone. God, where are you? What are you doing? But then here I am in 2021 as of recording this, and I'm sitting there in that room and I'm hearing how there was people watching what the Lord was doing in my lives during that painful, painful, painful times and difficult times and challenging times. And to see how God was using the pain that I was going through in order to even minister to them with where they were at. And they were able to see proof of God working in my life through that pain, through that difficulty, and seeing how I was handling it through the grace of God. I was just thinking as I was going through that process of just what better person to be able to minister to the broken than those that have been broken themselves. If you are watching or listening to this podcast and you just feel that you are so overwhelmed, you're saying, God, where are you? God, what are you doing? Where were you when this happened? What were you doing when that happened? God, where are you when I feel alone, when I feel like I'm I'm, I'm just exhausted and I've exhausted all of the resources and the ground that you have put me on is just a hardened rock and I'm crying out for rain, I'm crying out for refuge, I see the dark skies, I feel like I'm in the middle of a great lake and I don't know where to go. I feel that there's enemies surrounding me from every side. No matter if that is you and you are watching or listening to this episode right now, if that is you and you're saying, God, where are you? I'm telling you, what better person to minister to the brokenness within this broken world that you know so well than you? God does not waste the pain and the difficulty that we go through, but we have a God that is faithful to the vineyard that he has begun. There is a vineyard and that vineyard is full of each and every soul, each and every person made in his image. And that includes you and me. We have a God that loves us so much that while we were there in the midst of crap, in the midst of a just a hardened soil where there was no water, we have a God that took all of the resources of heaven, plowed that hardness of heart, 
And he made a way when there was no way. He provides resources when there is no resources. He gives us a hope and a life and a eternity that we could not find apart from him. Heavy heart, no matter where you are, there is a vineyard and there is a gardener that is faithful to the crops within that vineyard. We have a God that is faithful and he has made a way when there was no way. And through everything that we go through, he's producing just a beautiful harvest within us of a sweetness, not only towards him and most importantly towards him, but as we know how much and as we realize and as our hearts are softened by the plowing of the faithfulness of God, and the love and the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace of God, as our hearts are plowed and that soil becomes rich and fertile, as that happens and the love of God reaches our hearts, we're able to minister to the other heart and hearts around us and to extend the love that God has given us to them in order for them to see a reflection of the same faithful farmer that produced the vineyard from day one. We have a God that is faithful to the vineyard. And not only is he faithful to the vineyard of you and me and everything that happens within our lives, but our God became the main vine within all of the wine grapes grow. He became the vine in order through him and him alone, we can have a life that goes beyond the death that we may be feeling and a blessing that goes so far beyond any bit of the curses of our external circumstances or even the curse within our body. But through Jesus, the true vine, we are able to produce fruit that is pleasing to our God, that is sweet regardless of any bit of the brokenness around us. And I'm reminded of the faithfulness of Jesus as the true vine in John chapter 15. And this is what Jesus says for each and every one of us, for you and for me, he says this, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. Heavy heart, if right now you're feeling that, look, Lord, I can't see what you're doing. I can't see what you're trying to produce within this, this pain and this hurt and this chaos that I'm going through. Heavy heart, remember, part of the pruning process is painful in order for us to be able to produce even more fruit than what we produced yesterday. If you can see God's faithfulness yesterday, that is proof that God is faithful today. And even if you can't see God's faithfulness yesterday, today is the day that we can see God's faithfulness as we, our hearts, as our hearts respond to him and him alone. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Heavy heart, if you're struggling to see God's faithfulness in the days that have gone by, and maybe you're struggling to see God's faithfulness today, may today be the day that we respond to him and say, I can't see fruit because maybe I have never accepted you as the true vine in my life, but I've been trying to produce a fruit on my own. Heavy heart, if we are trying to produce a fruit on our own, we cannot do that. We will exhaust ourselves. We will deplete the soil 
people of our lives quickly. And there will not be a fertileness and a fruit that comes from the life and the toil of our work. But it's only in the moments of surrender where we say, God, I am not the vine, but you are Jesus. I surrender my body, my heart, my mind to you. Produce a fruit that only you can do because you are the gardener and you are the true vine. And Lord, I want to be an extension of you. That when we do that, we can see a fruit that we could not have produced on our own. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Verse 5, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. This is a really interesting passage right here. And sometimes it's taken out of context. Jesus is saying, if you ask for anything in my name, it will be given to you. But remember, we don't just ask for what we desire. We ask on an account of the vine that we are connected to. We go through Jesus and say, Jesus, I want what you want for my life. And if my wants don't align with what you want, sever those wants from me. But help my wants be your wants. And as my wants become your wants, you will give me everything that I need in order for me to produce the fruit that you have called me to produce. Because why? You are the vine and you are able to produce the fruit that only you can do. And so when we pray in accordance to the will of God, we are able to experience the sweetness that this life can bring through him and him alone, regardless of our external circumstances. Not only is there a gardener that is faithful to the soil of our hearts, but we have a creator and we also have a savior through Jesus and we have a sustainer. The Holy Spirit helps that fruit be even more sweeter and reflect Jesus more and more and more. So as we submit to the spirit of God within us, we are able to taste the sweetness of life, the joy of our salvation, the freedom from being delivered from the once slavery that we had to sin and death, the ability that we have to be able to see one another the way that God sees them, the way that we can be able to experience the love of God through being crafted into the vine of God, the vineyard, being crafted into the vineyard of God to be able to produce a love and a sweetness towards others, regardless of the brokenness around us. There is a vineyard and the gardener is faithful and the vine is steadfast. Verse nine, I have loved you even as the father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I commanded. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the father told me, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask using my name. This is the command, love each other. 
heavy heart, if right now you're saying that I want that joy to return, maybe you've experienced the joy that came from Jesus. Maybe you've experienced the joy of salvation, of knowing that you are his and his alone, and that there is nothing that can separate you from the Father's heart. Maybe you've experienced that once before. Today's the day where we can cry out in, in just humility, vulnerability, and honesty, and repentance, and say, God, restore to me the joy of salvation, of knowing you. Lord, may there be an intimacy between me and you that goes far beyond anything this world can offer and anything this world can do to me. Lord, regardless of what is going on around me, the dark skies, Lord, I know that you are the sun and that the sun still shines. Lord, help me be able to see you and through seeing you, the brightness of you to be able to walk through no matter what the darkness is around me. But if you right now and you're saying, Jonah, I've never experienced the joy that comes from Jesus. Right now is an opportunity to respond. And through responding to Jesus, through a heart surrendered, saying, God, I know that I have sinned and fall short of your glory and your plan for my life. And I know that only through you can I produce lasting fruit. Only through you can I have a joy that overflows. Only through you can not only I have life, but life eternally, that I surrender to you. As we do that, the Bible says that not only do we receive salvation, which means freedom from that sin and darkness and all of that brokenness and barrenness of that land that is just broken, not only that, but we receive the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the same spirit that cultivates within us a renewed heart day by day by day in accordance to his word in order for us to be able to live the lives that he's called us to live and that he created us to live. That through the Holy Spirit, we're able to repent. We're able to say, God, my friend, I need you. I look to you. And I know that it's only through you that I can know what it is that you have planned for me and how you call me to walk through this darkness heavy heart, there is a gardener and there is a vineyard, regardless of what you've been through, regardless of what you're going through, that we have a God that removes the stones. He removes the different things. We have a God that makes a way when there is no way so that others around can see a light in the midst of brokenness. Who else better to be a missionary to the broken than those that have been broken? So if today you feel that you are broken, then welcome. You are in good company that our God became man and lived the life that we couldn't live and died the death that we deserve. Jesus, the suffering servant is well acquainted to your suffering, to your pain and to your brokenness. And through Jesus, he can produce lasting fruit within the brokenness that you feel. But that can only happen when we surrender to his plan and purpose for our lives. And we let go of our own will and our own plan. If I held on to my own will, my own plan within the midst of that lake as I was kayaking and the midst of those dark clouds around me, when the lightning storm happened, if I would have stayed in that boat, I would have experienced death and pain. But through Jesus, he gives us a wisdom to find refuge in him in order to make it through no matter what the dark clouds bring. Heavy heart. There's a gardener. And he is faithful to the vineyard that he has begun. As we end today's episode, there was a song that has been burning in my heart this last month. And the name of the song is Burning Bushes. And the name of the artist is Andy Gullihorn. 
in the book of Exodus, we see Moses be stopped dead in his track by a bush that was burning, but it was not consumed. And this caught Moses's attention enough for God to speak directly to Moses. And through this burning bush, God himself revealed himself to Moses. May the prayer within our hearts be Holy Spirit, create the conditions needed in order for us to look more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, produce within us beautiful fruit through this brokenness that only you can do through your word plowing within our hearts, newness of life and fertile soil. No matter what you are going through, there is a vineyard and he is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. Never seen a dead man come to life I've seen a blind man get a sight I've never seen water turn to wine It isn't that I don't believe But it would be easier for me If you would just send down a sign I remember the childlike innocence A faith with no coincidence world around was living proof Has that world just disappeared Or is it me that isn't clear On how to recognize it's you I'm praying for a miracle Let me know you're listening Waiting for a lightning bolt to strike Walking through a garden of a thousand burning bushes Looking up to heaven for a sign I walk through the water and the waves Looking for a drop of rain But you're still not coming through Maybe it's new eyes that I need Maybe it takes more faith to see I'm drowning in the truth Praying for a miracle Let me know you're listening Waiting for a lightning bolt to strike Walking through a garden of a thousand burning bushes Looking up to heaven for a sign Looking up to heaven for a sign